October 7. Our reading today in the New Testament will be from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Well, having laid the doctrinal foundation, Paul now makes the personal application, for truth is something to live as well as to learn. Put to death, he says. In Christ, you've died to the old life and been raised to a new life. So make the new life the focus of your attention. Set your mind on it. Seek to experience all that you can have in Christ. And then we are to put off. Like Lazarus, you must get rid of the grave clothes that belong to the old life. By faith, put off the old sins that bound you. Christ has set you free. And finally, put on. God wants you to wear the grace clothes, not the grave clothes. If your focus is on things heavenly, you will obey God in things on earth, especially in your relationships with others. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. October 7th, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Since you Colossians have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits at God's right hand in the place of honor and power. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about things down here on earth. For you died when Christ died, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all His glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual sin, impurity, lust, and shameful desires. Don't be greedy for the good things of this life, for that is idolatry. God's terrible anger will come upon those who do such things. You used to do them when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old evil nature and all its wicked deeds. In its place, you have clothed yourselves with a brand new nature that is continually being renewed as you learn more and more about Christ, who created this new nature within you. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and He lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people whom He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And the most important piece of clothing you must wear is love. Love is what binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are all called to live in peace, and always be thankful. Let the words of Christ in all their richness, live in your hearts and make you wise. Use His words to teach and counsel each other. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, let it be as a representative of the Lord Jesus, all the while giving thanks through Him to God the Father. 
This week's Bible meditation is on Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Hi everybody, this is Joseph Looney. I'm 41 years old. Um, Second time in the refuge. Um, Just trying to learn from my past mistakes. And it seems like I just keep repeating the same thing over again, over and over again. I just keep running my head against the wall. But this time I I am done um, learning the same lesson over and over again because... uh, I am committing to this process. I am going to walk this out with my brothers. And for anybody that's in this program from day one to getting ready to launch, you will have doubts in your heart. You will have doubts in this program. Um, you, you will question what you're doing. And, and, and that right there is where you're not yielding to the process. And when I say yield... Uh, The definition of yield is to give up and cease resistance as to a liking temptation or old habit. You have to, you have to give in to this process, regardless of your walk with Christ, regardless of the person next to you, regardless of your splintered relationships on the outs, whether it's girlfriend, wife, kid, all of that is an obstruction that just, that, it just falls away. It, this has got to be for you. Um, and only you. And the easier you realize it, the quicker you realize that, the better for you. Yield to this process. I love you all. Thank you. This long psalm, Psalm 78 reviews the history of Israel, the Exodus, their wilderness journey, the conquest of Canaan, and the disciplines God sent them there. A nation's true history is a record not only of how the people treated one another, but of how they treated God. But why the long history lesson? For the sake of the generations to follow. You see, the Jews were commanded to teach their children the works and the ways of the Lord, so that each generation would know the Lord and trust Him. You and I have the same obligation today. When Israel stopped doing this, the nation forsook the Lord, and God had to chasten them. Now, people have not changed. They still rebel against God. There is still a need for faithful instructors in the home and leaders in the nation. So do all you can to help the next generation serve the Lord acceptably. Psalm 78, verses 32 through 55. But in spite of this, the people kept on sinning. They refused to believe in His, God's, miracles. So He ended their lives in failure and gave them years of terror. When God killed some of them, the rest finally sought Him. They repented and turned to God. Then they remembered that God was their rock, that their Redeemer was the Most High. But they followed Him only with their words. They lied to Him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to Him. They did not keep His covenant. 
Yet he was merciful and forgave their sins, and didn't destroy them all. Many a time he held back his anger, and did not unleash his fury. For he remembered that they were merely mortal, gone in a moment like a breath of wind, never to return. Oh, how often they rebelled against him in the desert, and grieved his heart in the wilderness. Again and again they tested God's patience, and frustrated the Holy One of Israel. They forgot about his power, and how he rescued them from their enemies. They forgot his miraculous signs in Egypt, his wonders on the plain of Zoan. For he turned their rivers into blood, so no one could drink from the streams. He sent vast swarms of flies to consume them, and hordes of frogs to ruin them. He gave their crops to caterpillars. Their harvest was consumed by locusts. He destroyed their grapevines with hail, and shattered their sycamores with sleet. He abandoned their cattle to the hail, their livestock to bolts of lightning. He loosed on them his fierce anger, all his fury, rage, and hostility. He dispatched against them a band of destroying angels. He turned his anger against them. He did not spare the Egyptians' lives, but handed them over to the plague. He killed the oldest son in each Egyptian family, the flower of youth throughout the land of Egypt. But he led his own people like a flock of sheep, guiding them safely through the wilderness. He kept them safe, so they were not afraid. But the sea closed in upon their enemies. He brought them to the border of his holy land, to this land of hills he had won for them. He drove out the nations before them. He gave them their inheritance by lot. He settled the tribes of Israel into their homes. Proverbs 24, verse 27. Develop your business first before building your house.